Welcome to the Girl Scout Troop Leader Experience Podcast. Today, I wanted to spend a little time talking about how to plan the ultimate sleepover for any age level. So sleepovers are something that my troop loves to do. And I want to go ahead and preface this by saying the ideas that I'm going to give you are not necessarily tied into any badges. You certainly can tie some of these activities to badges, but for our purposes, when we do troop sleepovers, it's just bonding time, fun, fun for them to get to be together and work on their progression for camping or travel. Um, we started doing sleepovers because we had some girls who had never done overnights away from home. So we started doing sleepovers in my troop so that we could ease into the idea of camping trips and travel. So that's the reason why um, I now have my ultimate sleepover list. So the ideas that I'm going to give you in today's episode are for any age level. So obviously you might have to adapt them a little bit for different age levels, but I wanted to go ahead and cover some of my favorite activities no matter what age group you are doing with girls. Okay, so the first thing I want to say is sleepovers are a great opportunity for photos, just all the photo ops. So you're definitely going to want to have smartphones, etc. ready to take pictures. If your girls are old enough to have phones of their own, honestly, I think this is a good chance for them to get to take some pictures too. Just if you can, try to have a way for them to send them to you or submit them or have their parents submit them so that you get a copy of all the pictures everyone's taking. If you're very anti-girl cell phone, you could definitely collect them at the beginning of the sleepover and then pass them back out before they leave. So for pictures, one of my favorite ideas is to do a pajama fashion show or if it's a themed sleepover of any kind, depending on the time of year or whatever, you could do themed attire um, fashion show. I specifically say fashion show and not contest because not all girls are going to be able to participate in an activity like this to the same extent. And you don't want girls to feel left out or penalized because they weren't able to participate. Girls who obviously have more resources at home, etc., they might have the ability to go out and buy some like extreme outfit for the occasion and um, then they're obviously more likely to win a quote-unquote contest so if you just call it a fashion show then everybody's going to be posing and showing off whatever their outfit is even if it's a cute pair of sweatpants and their favorite big baggy t-shirt that's very visco right now anyway so um, if girls want, then they can pose by themselves together in groups. You can do cute poses and um, have them all together in a couple of group shots. And they're going to be really cute, especially if it's pajama specific because it's a bunch of girls in their pajamas no matter what age they are that is super cute now if you have a small group of girls you might even do matching pajamas for all the girls depending on what your budget is and um, what their resources are etc so that would also make for super cute um, pictures and you could do even just a matching like 
big baggy t-shirt for each of them and then they wear like black leggings or something like that that most girls are likely to have or some kind of just their own sweatpants or their own pajama shorts with the matching t-shirt I mean you could do that so there's all kinds of things you can do there and get some great great photos um okay next um recommendation is a pretty active activity which which is going to be pretty hands-on for the girls and that would be to do one of the traditional youtube challenges and now or whatever's trending now when i say a youtube challenge i don't mean that you're actually filming it to put it on youtube because obviously then you have to get extra permissions from the parents and stuff like that and if you have girls who aren't allowed to be posted on the internet it doesn't have to actually go anywhere it's just that all the girls are pretty much watching youtube so they know what challenges are trending online and i don't know if there's tiktok challenges there probably are then because that's obviously the thing everyone's watching now they might have tiktok challenges that they want to do i'm not really sure about that i don't know if they do challenges i have a tiktok i don't really use it who uses tiktok do you guys use tiktok i got it because so many girls were on it and they were so young um a couple of years ago even and uh so i got it i think maybe a year ago and um i wanted to just follow them so i could see what they're posting and what kind of stuff they're mixed up in just because i just wanted to keep an eye on it wasn't sure if that's something that all parents were necessarily privy to what their girls are posting and i'm a little bit uh trusted a little bit differently because i'm not a mom to any of the girls in my troops so sometimes they're like oh you're so cool you're on tiktok like yeah you can follow me you know and so i i try to kind of take advantage of that trust so that I can also like mm, keep an eye on them so that's what I got it for but to be honest like I do not know how to use it so anyway not super familiar with that so tell me if you are and how you're using it if you are a girl scout leader or just a, a parent who's using tiktok okay Anyways, so they have challenges on YouTube that go around where all the YouTubers are doing the same challenge at a time. And sometimes they're ridiculous, you know, like a while, long, long time ago, it's going to age me. Um, they would do like the spoonful of cinnamon challenge where all the YouTubers would like film themselves putting a full spoon of cinnamon, pure cinnamon in their mouth. And um they've done like obviously like fluffy bunny type challenges and how quickly you can like peel an orange or even trying to peel an orange with your feet that whole thing where you like have a cookie on your forehead and you try to like slide it down your face without touching it and and get it into your mouth I don't know there's all kinds of weird things um you can either look to see what challenges are trending on YouTube um or you can just ask the kids before the sleepover and let them have a hand in planning it what challenges do you guys want to try to do we're going to do some challenges like what what YouTube challenges are you watching nowadays and they'll tell you and they'll tell you which ones they want to do and it, they're usually pretty easy and attainable because the whole idea is that anyone on you like can record themselves and post it online so anyway um so it's it's fairly easy to look up and find. Um, all right. The other thing that is fairly active, that is a super easy thing to do, and this requires zero supplies, is skits, charades, and dances. So depending on your age group of your girls and how much exposure they've had to skits and stuff in the past... Skits are a Girl Scout tradition at camp, typically, where girls split into small groups and they 
practice a skit. Sometimes they, there's like some popular ones that um, the girls just perform the same skit over and over different group all different groups like no those skits they're like kind of tried and true and then they can also make up their own skit about literally anything and it's just like a couple of minutes and the girls like act something out and um yeah and they can talk or sing or maybe there's no talking or you know maybe only one person talks like it can be anything really um so you can look up some skits and teach the girls those skits or if they've been camping a lot in Girl Scout camp environments then they might be familiar with some skits that they want to do or they just want to make up their own. Now if your girls are not quite at skit level or they've never seen that or they're not familiar with it or whatever then you could definitely do something like make it have them make up a dance and that if you have brownies you can definitely tie into the dancer badge or Um, my girls love, love, love charades. So that's pretty much their version of skits that they love. They like skits and stuff if they're with like a bunch of other troops, um, in a camp environment, but they're charades girls. They love charades. So we'll do charades like themed, maybe it's holiday themed charades or, it's food themed or movie themed or whatever and um, one of the adult volunteers basically will have um, will be the the keeper of the whatever it is and the girls will um, when it's their turn they'll just basically lean in close and the volunteer will whisper their um, thing to them and then so we just kind of make it up on the spot you certainly could come up with the things beforehand and have them written down and have people draw them you could have um, out of like a hat or something you could have the girls come up with them um, I feel like it's a little bit easier to guess if the girls come up with the items beforehand but it doesn't really matter I mean it should be guessable so whatever but um that's pretty a pretty easy activity and again requires absolutely zero supplies that's something that we do with our troop anytime we have extra time or we're waiting for something just because it's easy to make up on the spot and to just do and they have a ton of fun um okay one activity that we do we did at our first sleepover and it was such a hit that the girls actually beg to do it now is um, something we call speed dating and basically the girls you know rotate through each other one-on-one to have one-on-one conversations and we actually give them a prompt and then they have 30 seconds or 60 seconds or whatever to discuss it now depending on how much time you give them depends on what kind of question you want to give them and of course this is going to vary with age but it would the general activity would work with any group of girls so, um, and I can actually put a list of questions in the show notes. So for that, you're going to want to jump over to girlsofcourage.com and you'll be able to find my list of question suggestions there. But you can um, put things like, what is your biggest fear? What is your proudest moment? Um, tell me about your family. Tell me about your best friend. Um you know, what, what's your favorite animal and why? Um, so there's a million things you can do again, uh, because it's got the word speed in the name, especially little girls are going to race through it and try to do it as quickly as they can. So if you do something as simple as what's your favorite animal, they're going to be like dolphin, unicorn done. Okay. Well, you don't really need 30 seconds for that. So you kind of got to beef it up and, um, 
you know, encourage them to have more of a conversation about it. And um, maybe you can obviously try to explain to them that it's called speed dating because you only have 30 seconds or 60 seconds or whatever to talk about it. But um, it's not called that because they're supposed to race to see if they can be the first ones to finish. Another way that we've done this is we have the questions written down on sheets of paper and they randomly draw which question they're going to talk about um, with their new partner. So we've done it that way as well. So not everybody's talking about the same question and with at the same time, they're talking about all different ones. Um, it doesn't really matter. Uh, it's really up to you. So, um, but that's like a way to get to know each other. It's a way for everybody to feel included and to connect with each other. And, um, everybody talks to everybody, but it's in a smaller group. So people are more likely to be a little more honest about who they are and what they do. And if you're skeptical about age levels at all, I will say this. I have used this even at work when I am a manager of a team. I've had my team do this at team builders or retreats or in morning meetings, and it, it always goes over really well. It is a really good opportunity for people to connect. So everyone from little kids to grown adults at work um, tend to give good feedback about this activity. It's just a little bit less um, pressure packed than having to talk in front of like a larger group or anything like that. And it's only one question. So if you get a little bit vulnerable, you don't have to get super vulnerable, but if you get a little bit vulnerable with one person for just 30 seconds, it's not too bad. And then you just move on. So um, that's speed dating. So that is one of my favorites. Of course, you can do a pillow fight. We have done this at a couple of sleepovers with our troop and they love it. The only thing is I would say absolutely make sure you bring a couple of extra pillows. Inevitably, for some reason, every single time we do an overnight, whether it's camping or indoors or whatever, somebody forgets a pillow. I don't know. And if you're doing a pillow fight and somebody doesn't have a pillow, then they'd be very disappointed. So um, bring some extra pillows if you're going to do a pillow fight and definitely set some ground rules for like how hard girls can hit each other. Um, and the fact that it's meant to be friendly, but you can definitely uh, structure your pillow fight if you want and kind of do like a capture the flag thing with pillow fighting, or you can just let girls go to town and see how it goes. Um, okay. So one thing about pillow fights that I will say, especially for older girls, pillow fights are always something that sounds really fun, but then you start to do it and you maybe hit each other like twice and you're like, what are we still doing this? Like, what is the point? So structuring a pillow fight in a way that there's some kind of goal or there's some kind of pattern to why you're hitting each other, um, repeatedly and, uh, what you get out of it. And maybe it's, um, giving out prompts and then having girls like, uh, find somebody who has the same birthday month as you and then hit them with your pillow or whatever. Something that like gives them a little bit more direction and purpose into it. And then also there's some giggling and weirdness that still might be a stretch for older girls. You might have to like do a little bit more, of a game for older girls like a capture the flag type thing using pillows as your weapon or uh, maybe they're balancing on something over a mattress or over a, a gym mat and they are trying to knock each other off with pillows or something something depending on where you are and what resources you have 
something like that. Okay, um, food-wise, super fun to be able to build your own something. So um, some good suggestions for this would be a build-your-own hot chocolate bar. And maybe you have um, some hot chocolate options and maybe they can choose how much chocolate they want to put in. Maybe there's different milk options or different cream options that would give it a different flavor or a little bit of a twist. Uh, you might have like mint you can put in, marshmallow marshmallows you can put in, candy sprinkles, like those sugar sprinkles you could put on, whipped cream. Um, so all kinds of different toppings for your your hot chocolate. Maybe cinnamon is a choice. You can do a little Mexican hot chocolate type thing. Um, so yeah, so there's a bunch of choices. If it's a little bit colder, then that could be like a fun wintry um, build your own type thing. You could also do a build your own ice cream bar. That's obviously an easy one. And if it's a little bit warmer, then that might be like a fun thing to do where you have a bunch of ice cream flavors and a bunch of toppings and a bunch of syrups and they get to make their own sundae. Um, you could also do a build your own popcorn. So this is kind of weird. I have always my whole life been a popcorn traditionalist. I obviously have had flavored popcorn, right? Like cheese popcorn or caramel popcorn or of course butter popcorn, but I was always, um, I'd had those for sure, for sure, for sure, especially at the holidays when you get those like popcorn tins, but, um, but just like buttered popcorn was just buttered popcorn. That's all I, I mean, knew about it. And I, um, had friends when I was older, when I was in my twenties who introduced me to like adding different candies into your popcorn and mixing it together so that you eat it almost like trail mix level but with popcorn and my personal favorite is to do popcorn with Nestle Bunch of Crunch which to be honest I had never even had Bunch of Crunch before I didn't even know that it was a thing and um <laughs> I don't really understand the point unless it's in popcorn. I think it's like kind of a goofy candy, but when you mix it into popcorn, it is phenomenal. Like I would have never thought to do that until somebody introduced me and we tried a bunch of different combinations, but that one has stuck and it is still my favorite way to have popcorn, even though it's been like 10 years since I first tried it. And so having different kinds of candy combinations of things that they can mix into popcorn, you could do that. Um, which is a great lead into you could do a movie in bed. Now that's my favorite wind down activity. We usually do um at our sleepovers activities all evening until it gets pretty late and around ten o'clock we do an optional pickup for girls who can't stay the night or who aren't ready to stay the night or who their parents have something else to do early the next morning or whatever. We want the girl to feel included. She comes in her pajamas, she participates. A lot of times she'll even bring a sleepover or and pillow or whatever. But then she just doesn't stay the night. And normally 10 p.m. is our pickup time. And after the girls who get picked up get picked up, then we wrap up the rest of the evening with a movie in bed. And honestly, for younger girls, that is perfect because from 10 to 12, like they think they've got so much gas left in the tank. But when they're laying in bed in the dark watching a movie and everybody's quiet and they're just like laying and comfortable, they are ready for bed after that movie is done. So that's a really good way to help them wind down. Um, of course, you have to have a scenario that allows you to watch a movie. So we um, tend to have sleepovers in our meeting place, and which is a church, and we have a 
TV screen in the church that we can cast our phones onto so we can watch Netflix or YouTube or any anything that you can um, go ahead and project. So we actually do that, but you could get, there's projectors, there's even projectors that hook up to phones now. You can get all kinds of things like that, and then you just need a blank wall to hook it up to, so just depending on where you are. So for movie recommendations, I would say... Um, you can let them pick, of course. That's like a really good way to incorporate some girl-led aspects to this is to let them pick. And also, um, then you're less likely to have girls who are like disappointed or crabby about whatever the movie choice is because they picked it beforehand. They all knew it, like set a clear expectation. But I would say don't have them pick on the spot. Have them pick as a planning of the sleepover, like before they actually get there, because on the spot, if you have to sit there and decide on a movie, it's going to take a while. People are going to be arguing and whatever, and it's ridiculous. So (laughs) let them pick beforehand as a method of um, planning the sleepover. They can come up with ideas. They can vote on them, whatever you want to do. But that way everybody knows there's just like an expectation set. This is what we're watching. Um, Another suggestion is to pick a movie that you liked when you were their age. So a lot of times we have access now with all these different streaming services and stuff to movies that we watched growing up that the kids may or may not have seen. Um, We've shown our kids a bunch of um, like older Disney movies. Of course, we've shown them um, Mary-Kate and Ashley movies that we watched when we were kids, um, all kinds of things. And um, there's just so many. There's an endless number. And of course, their parents are doing that too. So they may have already seen what you want to show them. But it's especially with Disney Plus now, having all those Disney Channel original movies on there, you have a ton, a ton, a ton of options for movies to show them that you might have watched when you were kids, or if you have older kids, they might have watched when they were little that aren't necessarily like huge blockbusters that these girls would have seen or heard of. They might might very well have never seen them before. So that's kind of a cool thing to do. And if you don't even remember what movies you liked when you were their age, you can look up like, popular kids movies from whatever year you were the same age they were and that could be a good way to kind of jog your memory and be like oh I kind of remember that um and of course there's always the smart cookies movie this is (sighs) the girls are cadets I believe in the movie so you could definitely do cadets or younger when I was a kid Uh, when I was growing up, I definitely would watch things about girls that were younger than me too. Like I could definitely have seen myself watching Smart Cookies when I was in high school. I wouldn't have thought it was like some great artistic expression of a film, but I would have enjoyed it just the same. So um, Smart Cookies probably would work for pretty much any grade level, but I definitely think it's like more younger girl oriented, even though it shows cadets in the movie, which is pretty cool. Um, and that we found it on Amazon and we streamed it from Amazon, uh, at a sleepover and the girls loved it. They still talk about the Girl Scout movie. So yeah, I wish they'd make more Girl Scout movies, like official ones. Cause that smart cookies one went over really well. I think I've, I always hear good things about it online too. Um, okay. So I went into movies because I was 
trying to say then they can have the if you did like popcorn they could have their popcorn in bed or just whatever your snack was um it's a good transition for for that to be like the closing activity right before girls who are getting picked up get picked up and then the other girls watch a movie in bed um but you certainly don't have to go in that order Uh, another really fun activity to do with girls of any age is some kind of makeover or makeup hair nail polish type thing now you may need to talk to parents about this ahead of time especially if you're going to do something like nail polish if you're doing kind of like braids and different hairstyles like that um it's probably less of a big deal you could do kind of face painting-esque type stuff um probably without getting a ton of parental discussion having a ton of parental discussion but if you're going to put like actual makeup if you're going to use hot tools if you're going to do nail polish of any kind you probably want to like talk to the parents ahead of time at least at the very least because you know your group best um at the very least you at least want to give them a heads up that that's part of the plan of what you're going to do at the sleepover and if a parent has concerns that gives them the opportunity to say like wait a second for younger girls, this is a great opportunity to do like glitter and like face paint type stuff, clip-ins, um, like rainbow hair clip-ins, um, you know, giant bows or not necessarily a makeover like you're trying to make them look like they're ready to go out on the town, um, although they might love that, but more kid-friendly stuff um if they're older they might like that stuff but you could also do stuff about skincare and you could do face masks you could do um hair care and talk about different hair products you could do a hygiene conversation you can talk about self-care in general and more or less do more like a spa day um with them and they're gonna like that because it'll make them feel older and mature and you might even be able to bring in somebody who comes in to talk to them as like a guest speaker specifically about like hygiene and self-care and um you know what all that means and what kind of products you might use and depending on how old they are that could be anything from wearing deodorant and like washing well to um older girls who might be interested in specifically learning about uh different things that might make their skin break out and the different types of skin and what kind of products exist out there to manage what type of skin or hair you have um so that might be interesting and also um the conversation of like understanding what's in the products that you're using what you know it's science and chemicals mixed together and like what chemicals are you using and what chemicals are you putting into your hair and your skin and all that so there's definitely that and also that idea of self-care and stress management and um relaxation meditation that kind of thing that's definitely there's a lot of opportunity there um okay so that's kind of what I have for nighttime activities um in the morning we usually have because we do capers we do not in my troop do capers for meetings now capers if you're not familiar is like chores assigned to specific girls we only do capers at on travel camping and overnights 
So when we have sleepovers, we have people who are assigned to specific cleanup duties, people who are assigned to specific setup duties, and one of the capers is to make breakfast. And now that's a caper everybody wants to be on, even though those are the girls who get woken up the earliest. Pretty much we wake those girls up, sneak over to the kitchen, because where we, um, at our church, we do have, where we meet, we do have a, um, a little kitchen that they can use to actually cook. And it's not big enough for the whole troop to go into, so we do have to do it in small groups. But we wake up some of the girls the earliest, and we sneak out over to the little kitchen, and we make breakfast. The other girls kind of wake up naturally after that. So even though everybody loves making breakfast, they never want to wake up. When you go to wake them up, they're always really grumpy. When you tell them the night before what time you're going to be waking up, they're really grumpy. So they always don't want to do it. But then when they get to actually cook breakfast, they love it. Now, with even pretty young girls, we've done scrambled eggs. We've done bacon. And we let them do it. We let them do the cooking. Of course, we've done cereal and milk, which is like a good you know, stand by for pickier girls. We have done waffles. We had two waffle makers, two or three, maybe we had three waffle makers going at the same time where we had girls making some waffles for the rest of the girls. You could probably have the waffle maker in your regular space and have all the girls make their own waffle, um, especially if you could have like three going at a time. It just takes a little time. I mean, you're probably not going to have, if you have 12 girls, you're probably not going to have 12 waffle makers, which just slows it down a little bit because they're not going to eat all at the same time and all that. We also usually try to have some fruit at breakfast. So sometimes it's like washing the fruit, cutting up the fruit, that kind of stuff. And again, we've had pretty young girls doing that kind of stuff. Um, but everybody likes to make breakfast. Now, as they get older, you can do more and more adventurous breakfasts and more, I don't know, breakfasts that require a little bit more effort or, um, finesse, but, um, but really, at any age, girls can be learning how to make different kinds of eggs and cook breakfast meats and that kind of thing. Um, now, in my troop, the pretty much the only other thing we do in the morning besides make breakfast, eat it, and clean it up is um, just clean up in general, packing up everybody's stuff, everybody trying to find things they lost, um, all the lost socks and hairbrushes and toothbrushes and whatever else. Um, they're getting dressed, they're brushing their hair and teeth. They are, um, getting all their stuff together. They're cleaning up the space. They're cleaning up the kitchen. They're doing the dishes. Um, and that's usually pretty much it. However, if we do have time, we often will play charades. That's usually when we do that. So not so much the night before. Normally in our troop, just the way that the timing falls after we're all cleaned up, that's what we do while we wait is like skits, dances, charades. You could also do a photo shoot in the morning. I personally think my favorite overnight or camping pictures are early in the morning when the girls wake up and their hair is all bedhead and they're all in their PJs and they're just kind of got that frumpled sleep look. That is my favorite thing, but you definitely could do kind of photo shoot, especially depending on where you are sleeping over. You could definitely do some kind of photo shoot incorporating the actual place where you stayed. Um, especially if it's not the same place you always are. So like we tend to do sleepovers in our meeting space, but if we were somewhere interesting, like if we did a lock-in somewhere or something like that, or 
at a hotel or whatever, then we might take advantage of the opportunity to take pictures on the grounds of wherever we were so that we were really um, incorporating posed group pictures, solo pictures, etc. with the location. So anyway, that's kind of what I got. I hope you're feeling inspired. My girls have been begging for this year's sleepover, which I didn't even have one planned until the end of the year. So we have so much stuff going on. So I'm going to try to incorporate one a little soon. We are camping throughout the year, but that's not the same as a sleepover. They want a traditional sleepover. So we're going to try to incorporate one um, before the end of the year as well because that's what they are asking and they are the bosses so anyway um that's all i've got on ultimate sleepovers if you have suggestions of awesome sleepover activities that you've done make sure you hop over into our facebook group so if you go to facebook.com slash girl scout podcast there will be a little button that says join group you do have to request to join because i don't want the things that get posted to just be completely public in case people are sharing pictures or stories about their girls or what's going on in their girl scouting experiences to just be like open to the public but you don't have any questions or anything I'm just gonna make sure that it's a real profile and most of the time it's pretty clear that you're a real person so go ahead and um, request to join that group if you aren't already in it and if you have sleepover ideas that you have loved post them in there we're all always looking for new ideas All right, so make sure to get that list of questions and any other resources from this episode or any other. You hop on over to girlsofcourage.com. That is the blog, and that's where I post all kinds of cool resources and show notes.